You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Hi again, this is Vicky Kolovo for Tech Talk, Tech Talk Central. Sorry for that. And I'm here at the Norwegian Pavilion and I'll be interviewing Elliptic Labs. Um, they, do, they use ultrasound to control household devices. There's a whole set of um, tablets, lights, uh, switches in front of me. And they've been moving the hands around to showcase what it does, which is really interesting. This is one of those interviews that I really wish we had a, a video so we can show you. But we'll do images, we'll take pictures. So I have with me the CTO of the company, Hakon Brainai. Brainai, he will pronounce it better. You know how bad I am at that. And Gunnel Strutt, um, he's VP of Product Development. So welcome. Hello, and thank you for coming to our booth. We're we are excited about some new development we are announcing today. Ah, that means you can announce it to me or do I have to wait? Uh, we are actually announcing it tomorrow morning, but we will talk about it with you. I feel privileged. Um, and Gunnar, thank you for being with us. I don't know if I pronounced it right. You can say your name. You, you've got it. You got it right the first time. Thank you. It's pretty rare. <laughs> true, that's true. So, uh, Hakan, can you tell us exactly what your company does? And I, um, you did mention to me before we started this interview that you are a spin-off, so this project does involve a lot of research, if I understand well. Yes, we've been uh, researching for a long time. Uh, the basic principle of our, our company uh, is to leverage ultrasound. So ultrasound, as you know, is sound waves, but it's um, sound waves with a high frequency, more than 20,000 uh, per second. So when you go above 20 kilohertz, uh, you don't hear the sound anymore. But it's still a lot of information. So we leverage signals that are between, let's say, 20 and 100 kilohertz, uh, which actually can be used uh, to uh, understand what's happening in front of a device. Uh, okay, I'm thick on this one. So you mean my hand, by waving, creates some sound that can do something? Uh, no, we have to generate the, the ultrasound using a regular speaker. So we use the speaker in your phone or in your tablet or in whatever device you have. We transmit ultrasound signals and then as it uh, comes out of the device and, and hits your, your, your hand, it bounces back and creates an echo. And these echoes are received by the device and our software can understand what's happening in front of the phone by analyzing these echoes. So, as a product, you know, can you please explain to me, so I see the tablets, obviously they're, they're playing the role when we're doing all these gestures. Um, in practically way, these are big tablets, my mobile, how do I use it to open up, you know, uh, my lights, for example? To open? My lights, the lights in my house or the smoke detector that you have here and to control it. Um, that means I need to have an application on my mobile, how's it practically done? Um, so what, what we're showing here is to try to not have to pull out the, the, the phone out of the pocket to, to control a device. In the, in the world of IoT, um, adding complex interfaces increases the cost of the device, and what manufacturers do is put Bluetooth uh, chips on the device. You have to pair it with the phone, it's a complex procedure, and then you can finally control the device. I, I bought lots of devices myself at home, and I try them on a daily basis. And uh, it is, it is, you know, it is, sometimes frustrating to have to take the phone to do basic interactions. What we show here is that with ultrasound, with very basic components on a device, we're able to turn them on or off and do basic interactions without uh, using the smartphone. Okay, so um, 
the bases, what what would the purpose be? Because obviously, um, I'm going more in industry or technically, what would that save us? Um, obviously makes it a little bit, um, save time, but um, where do you see it more practically in, um, apart from the house, which is a consumer pro- product, do you see anything that can be used in the industry and really save time and create economy? Um, well, I'd like to point out, in, in the home, there are new applications that ultrasound enables that are currently not being addressed by other technologies, and that's uh, uh, presence sensing, motion sensing. So there's a big market of cameras uh, coming out, trying to determine if there's an intruder or if, uh, um, you know, uh, an, relatives have walked into the, to the house. But I think there's, there are privacy concerns by a lot of people that having a camera in the home is not something that's highly desirable. Ultrasound is great because it will detect motion of people. There's the market of the the elderly, knowing that the elderly people are still moving around their house. Wouldn't it be comforting to know that our loved ones, um, you know, as they move around their house and and do their um, daily chores, that we would be alerted that everything's fine and dandy, and the day where, for example, we see no motion until 10 a.m., then we would we would act on it and it would be something that is not intrusive at all all it would do is send ultrasound waves in in the room and uh, it could be integrated into any old appliance it wouldn't be some uh, something that look that smells of surveillance it could be their toaster their television their um, their alarm clock on their desk and it would make sure that everything's fine in the home i totally agree i think silver economy is something this would be amazing um, inside the house because I want to know my parents who are living alone if they got off their beds moved around and they're well I think it's also very important to to understand that it needs to be easy it needs to be very easy to control these devices they are sort of invading us we have lots of electronics coming into our homes with this IOT revolution and it must be easy to interact with them it must be super simple like with its flick of a hand you should be able to master the device, turn on your super automatic uh, 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 environmental system, like an air conditioner or let's say a household appliance. You should be able to control it very easily. And we, we enable that by a, a very small piece of software that you can run on the appliance itself. Okay, I find it fascinating. I know you just you mentioned, although you've done research for many years, that this is something new that you're marketing. I mean, the marketing part is the new thing. Um, and I see a lot of potential prospects in where this can go and silver economy. And it's natural to us to move our hands and control stuff, right? Yes, it's, it's very natural. And we, we have successfully deployed that for smartphones for, uh, for some time. So our technology has found its way into... Uh, smartphones which will be launching this year so we are now leveraging our experience from implementing on smartphones we are using that experience and putting it into things by making our software run on very low cost really small processors that you can easily integrate in lamps in air conditioning controllers in boom boxes in TVs in radios whatever device you have in the home you can then control them with a wink of the hand Okay, I know this is not really sexy, but I know what you have already done is on the mobile, you've actually uh, removed, um, what's it called, the optical proximity hardware. Yeah, I know those two dots on your cell phone that actually 
um, when uh, your phone is close to your ear, it sort of turns off, if I understand correctly, right? And uh, But that, that was expensive, and it makes sense to use your own um, small piece of hardware, software. Yeah, the, what we do is to replace uh, hardware with software. So a hardware component, like the proximity sensor, is uh, located in every phone in the world. And um, it's expensive components. And we can remove it completely and replacing it with software. We just play ultrasound on the earpiece, yeah. listen with the microphone and have some fancy signal processing software. So in this way, we can remove a hardware component and save money for the manufacturer. And uh, this is our basic product, we call it Beauty. And uh, that's now finding its way into a large number of smartphones. But the announcement today is to use this technology and the other gestures we do on the smartphone, make it available on appliances, on really low cost devices that uh, is now coming into our home. Great, I was gonna exactly ask you that. So where do you make your money from? And obviously you got big uh, phone producer, phone companies, uh, customers. Do you have one, many? Are they flocking to buy your technology? Actually, all the OEMs, all phone manufacturers are interested in our technology uh, for a few reasons. First of all, they save money by taking away a component. They have more space inside their phone because they remove a component. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, their design is more beautiful because these ugly dots has actually annoyed designers for a long time. And now they can simply remove them. So that's good. It's, a, it's really interesting. Now, and you know, because I, I thought that it was hardware involved. But I get it how clever it is, it's all into software. And so what next? What are you thinking about the company? Where are you going to take it? So here's the, here's the wonderful thing. Uh, we've been talking about gestures over the years and selling gestures as a mean of interaction has been difficult. What we found is if we broaden the, the meaning of gesture and include, for example, bringing the phone to one's head, that's a gesture. Right? And that's what the proximity sensor does, detect that someone has brought the phone to the head. Someone walking into the room and your lights glow so you know where they are and you can turn them on. You know, that's a gesture. It's a whole body gesture. So after we've integrated our software into um, devices where it's more or less a no-brainer to add it because we're basically reducing the, uh, the, the hardware cost for the manufacturer, then that's a stepping stone. We can add more advanced gestures to those products over time. So the exciting thing is once we put one module into a device, then it's an opportunity to add more. We can do uh, tap gestures, approach gestures, swiping gestures, uh, you know, full body detection. Um, it's endless. I was just thinking like uh, you were talking, I was thinking just by approaching a, a device can turn on because they know I'm going to pick it up. Yeah, so uh, here we have a, a device where we have a beautiful background screen. So we all love to put uh, you know, our uh, uh, dogs, so this is a dog, but also sometimes we put the children or the, the significant other on uh, on the screen. But when when we want to use it, we have all these icons and these icons cover the, the picture. So why not have the picture be shown when you're not close to the device and as you approach it, have all the buttons appear, mm -hmm. right? So it's, it's, it's basically a device reacting to you wanting to uh, play with it. And uh, I think it would help a lot of people who are afraid of technology, who see these, these square screens and they, they have to press buttons and have to learn the language and have to swipe here and there to unlock and understand how it works. Uh, this idea that if you just approach your hand and the device reacts, I think that would make a lot of uh, devices more appealing to those who have uh, currently difficulties using them. Well, it reminds me of a whole different UX, completely different UX, UI. 
Uh, imagine doors where you can't see something and you approach and suddenly there's a, a knob there or something that actually opens it. But when I was talking about devices, actually I was thinking about e-health, which is a sector that really interests us. And I'm thinking surgeries and doctors and reaching for the scalp, you know, robotic um, arms or something and this all turning on. Um, this is very interesting. Is there an intellectual property involved here? We are focused on IP from the day we started. So the company has about 65 uh, patents and applications covering our technology. So we have the biggest IP portfolio in the world in in this area. So we are we are um, depending on IP uh, to make our customers feel good that they can actually uh, safely deploy our technology without uh, getting into trouble. So we are we are we are focused on IP, and that's also. A, a way of thinking about development that we, we need to develop something new. Uh, okay, be honest. Has anybody offered to buy you? <laughs> we generally don't comment on such questions, but uh, we're not interested. We, uh, we want to build this because we have something unique. So we want to get into products and we are this year already getting into a large, into millions of smartphones with our basic technology. And the big thing we see that we will launch tomorrow and you will report from it is that this technology now is being made available into any appliance with a very simple uh, software that can run on the processor you already have in the appliance. Okay, uh, honestly, I'm impressed. I do a lot of interviews. Most things are common, but to be honest, this is fascinating, I find it. Um, so, are you only based in Norway? Are you in other countries? Do you plan to open up? Um, uh, two years ago, we opened uh, offices in uh, California. So, we have a, a beautiful office in downtown San Francisco. That's uh, where I reside. Um, we also opened, opened a field office in Shanghai and have a field applications engineer. Moving forward, we will uh, establish a presence in any market that will be adopting the technology. So wherever there are manufacturers adopting our technology, we'll, we'll uh, set up a field office. Do you, obviously, this is a, might be a little bit of a dumb question, but honestly, because it's software, do you have provision to avoid you know, theft? Somebody might steal your software. Uh, suddenly I thought Chinese, but I'm sorry <laughs> I did that. Um, do, do you have protection that that doesn't happen? Because it's software, it's not hardware. Uh, you know, our software runs on an embedded DSP. So it's not like an app. This is embedded really deep into the yeah, device. So it makes it much, much harder to, 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 um, to move it. Mm -hmm. uh, but still, we, we do the, deploy several techniques to avoid the protection. But that's, of course, something we don't talk about. Mm -hmm. But uh, we, we, are, we are not afraid of this issue. We are aware of the problem. But uh, we, um, we are basically handling this, this issue in, in, a, in a professional way. Okay. That's great. So my very last question. Um, tell me one uh, area or some su subject they asked you to deploy uh, your software that was really strange or you never ever thought about somebody came I don't know this is the first day obviously but someone might have come to you and said this is great I want to put it on that that you never thought about well, to go first yeah okay well I, there's one the one one use case that I thought was rather peculiar but that's probably because it's probably going to show my age but it was great interest in uh, doing ranging for selfies that you would hold the phone 
at arm's length and it would automatically determine the distance to your head and adjust all the autofocus and adjust the, the, the flashlight so you could get a perfect selfie. Yeah. Well, um, I think what we're launching today with a very sort of embedded software that's easy to integrate, these applications can be made by many, many different engineers and designers uh, with very uh, low effort. So our technology is now being made available for uh, the many, many applications within IoT. And that's really exciting. And we don't have to invent all the use cases ourselves. Our partners and customers will actually do it for us. And we just supply the basic user interface technology. And, uh, so Hacker is welcoming all strange things. He's open <laughs> to seeing anything. Uh, we do, but uh, we are a small company. So uh, we um, uh, depend on some way to reach the market. So we actually mostly focus on our first customers, the OEMs, the mobile phone manufacturers, because they are making IoT devices. Mm -hmm. So from the major vendors, you see TVs, uh, speaker uh, um, uh, systems, you see home routers, you see many type of appliances because they want to sell more than just a phone. They want to want to sell appliances and they are our first customers. Okay, this was interesting. Uh, can you give me the websites where they can find you? www.ellipticlabs.com Okay, because we might have a lot of interested partners. Um, this was a really interesting conversation and we will be following up with you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you, Vicky, and you should visit Norway. Oh, yes, I, I should. Uh, anyway, so this was Vicky Kolovu from Barcelona. There's nothing to do with Norway, especially in temperature, right? So I was speaking with Hakan Bryni and Gunnel Strutt from Elliptic Labs. Great interview. See you soon. Bye. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.